Hi, Jamie. Hey, Keith. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. It's been a few weeks since we last talked. Yeah, two two weeks. Two weeks almost, exactly. So how have your two weeks been? Um, good, good. Uh, so um, last, last time we talked, I said I was going to get uh, fix a bug and get conversations rolling in Tatsu. Um, I finished one of those, and I'm in the middle of the other one. So I didn't get everything done, uh, but I think for good reasons. Um, I can dive in if you want. Yeah. Did you? So I I hope you fix the bug because wasn't the bug like you yes. just couldn't finish standups basically like they would randomly change state and you couldn't. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't my fault. No, I'm just going to start with that. <laughs> Not my fault. That's the classic <laughs> answer to this. It wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> no, obviously it was my fault. But uh, so what I found was happening. So the issue was um, I got several support requests um, a couple weeks ago where um, people, w- uh, Tetsu would ask, you know, it does a round robin thing and it would ask somebody their, all their questions and it moves on to the next person. And in some instances, when it moved on to the next person, it would just stop. And I found out that it was because uh, Tetsu uses the state machine, and so it would get stuck in this weird state and, and not be able to move on. After digging through like logs and um, talking with people, talking with customers, I found out that the issue was um, when Tetsu finishes questioning a person, it moves on to the next person, and it, and it moves from a, a, a questioning state back into like a started state, meaning like, hey, I'm, I'm moving on to the next person. And in between those two states, it sends out, um, over Slack, it sends out uh, a message saying, hey, now I'm moving on to person Y, right? Well, in that state, in that state, uh, sending that API call to Slack would 500. Then the API call is just like sending a message oh. to a root, to a channel. So that should not happen in Slack. Like Slack, uh, every time I reach out to Slack, if you ever receive a 500 from Slack, obviously that shouldn't happen, right? In any API call, um, there's, yeah. there's handled errors, but this is like an unhandled error. And the, the, what was weird, the, the reason I didn't really catch this right away is that the message would still go through. So it's almost like on their end, they have like a retry, like a retry uh, logic saying, hey, you know, the first time you sent, sent this request, it didn't work. Yeah. So it gave you a 500, but then the message would still go through. So it's like, oh, there's like a 200 and the message actually went through. Okay. So, that's yeah. That sucks. That really kind of wasn't your fault. Did you have to change your um, message? Like you didn't change your API call at all, did you? No. There's nothing you can really do. Yeah. Um, so uh, I just basically rescue um, those 500 errors and just kind of continue on. So that the state changes. Okay. Because my problem was that the state changes. So anytime I do, not anytime, but in those critical situations when I send out messages over slack i just um i just kind of swallow any exception that may come from that so the bad thing is you know a user may not get that message and so they may not um no it's their turn no that's their turn right but they can always use a status command 
And I haven't, I haven't seen any of those, those issues um, pop up anyway from customers. So it was kind of a simple fix, but it took a while to get there. Yeah, it's um, hard to debug other people's systems. Yeah, and the other thing is I have to report that to Slack, which I haven't done yet, because um, they're always uh, interested in hearing, hearing that stuff. So. Are you still running into it? Like if you look into your logs, are you still hitting that 500 pretty often? Um, I haven't done that. I haven't looked in the logs. I should do mm-hmm. that, though. Um, because I am logging the error if it happens and then yeah. just kind of moving on. Yeah. I'd be curious to see if it's like still happening or if it, uh, if it was just a weird intermittent issue that you sort of ran into, uh, with a bunch of your users and then it went away. Um, yeah. So when I'm logging the error, I'm not logging it as an error. I'm just logging it. So there's nothing that's coming through our error logger. Oh, so okay. I should change it to to log the error, so it logs it as an error instead of just a message. Gotcha. Because that'll help me identify if it is happening. Still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how was the rest of your week then? So you got the bug fixed. You know, I that's got the a bug nice, fixed like, pretty high-five. quickly. Yeah, yeah. So then I moved on to conversations. So last week I said, hey, um, in order to to make this other stuff happen, Tetsu has to support conversations, uh, which it hasn't done up to now, which is kind of it's it's kind of cool, mm-hmm. but kind of not cool. So, yeah. um, so I started doing. You know, if you remember last week, um, basically when a message comes in, um, Tetsu determines if it's like a direct message to to the bot, and then kind of starts a conversation. And I didn't know. And then another message would come in, which was would be a reply to that to that message that Tatsu sent out. And then that would start kind of a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, in, and then would have these defined steps in the conversation. So if you imagine like a bot that said, hey, what is your size? And it would say medium. And then you'd want to say, okay, what color do you want? And they would say black. And then that would kind of finish the order. If you think of a conversation like that. Uh, yeah. And so you have to know when a message comes in that, hey, you already asked them what size it is and that this is a response to that question. And then your next question should be X. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I remember we briefly talked about this and I was obviously being a nerd. I'm always curious, like, oh, are you going to do the thing where you're like, does that answer even make sense for the question that I asked sort sure. of thing? Yep, exactly. exactly. So that that's the part that I think makes this hard. Otherwise, you could make it a very, like, if you say anything, I'm going to consider that the answer and we're going to move on. But, right. Or, or yeah, what if that answer is uh, something that branches off into other conversations? So you can have these, like, conversations branching from these other conversations. Yeah, that's complicated. I've, I mean, I've guess I've heard of this talked about as the conversational UI. Yeah, and yeah, yeah this seems like it would be incredibly hard to uh, engineer in a way that's like. Yeah. Well, the conversation. Oh, go ahead. The conversational UI kind of refers to the new user interface of bots, and and that's a very important thing. But yeah, this is getting into like how to build that mm-hmm. conversational UI. So I went down to like. Okay, how am I going to serialize this state of where this conversation is at? And I kept on trying different things. I would try, um, you know, um, kind of a string representation of Ruby commands and mm-hmm. just a bunch of weird stuff. And then I was, so that took up like a few days. And I was like, this is stupid. What, what, 
what else can I do here? Um, so I started looking at other things, and I, I thought of Factory Girl. And I was like, oh, this, how does Factory Girl handle this, right? Because it's pretty similar where you define a factory, and it has blocks and stuff. And so I thought, oh, DSL. And I kind of had a breakthrough with building um, conversations as a DSL instead of some sort of state. So basically, a, conversa a message would come in, you would look at your, your conversations that you have built in a DSL and mm -hmm. then follow, and then that would be able to follow through with that. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, yeah so, I can see how that would work. Yeah. So I started building a conversation DSL, um, and I started building it inside Tatsu, and I kind of wanted to take it out of Tatsu. Mm -hmm. And so I have started an open source project. Um, if people want to follow along, uh, it's at tatsu.io, github slash tatsu.io slash uh, converse, converse, converse. Like the shoe? I'm trying to not say the word like the shoe, but um, yeah, like, well, like. Um, you know, I converse like with you right now. Yes, exactly. There converse. you go. I get you. Converse. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that name's going to stick, obviously, but that's what I came up with so so far. So I'm building that out. Um, I'm kind of taking pieces out of out of uh, Tetsu and putting it into there, so I can kind of make it its own thing, and then I'll put it back into Tetsu. Because um, there's, I also looked for Ruby um, implementation of conversations, uh, and no one's kind of built that that I found. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's also a pretty popular uh, Slack Ruby bot project from Daniel Block. Um, and they have an open issue to support conversations in there. So maybe they can integrate this somehow as well. So that's nice. kind of my, my plan to kind of build that out and, um, and uh, go from there. I think, I'm, I think I'm on the right track now. So. Cool. So, uh, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, there's a tough technical problem in this situation. You had to kind of go, uh, this is very greenfield. Not too many people have done this yet. So that makes sense that it would be kind of a tough thing. Is this your continued goal for like the next two weeks is to just get yes. this thing knocked out? Yes. My goal for the next two weeks is to finish this to a point, um, to be able to support what I need to support. And then, um, get it integrated with Tatsu and get um, the start uh, command working for a, for a direct message. So people can just come in and say, hey, I want to start a, a stand-up um, early. And then Tatsu will say, well, is this for today or for tomorrow based on where the state of the current stand-up for the day is? Mm -hmm. uh, and then if they have multiple channels that they're in. So there's some situations where Tatsu has to kind of figure out what stand-up this is for. Um, and so my goal is to be able to, to get that done, to be able to figure out what stand-up this is for. Oh, okay. Did you support multiple stand-ups for the same company when I was working on this with you? I kind of can't remember. Um, I think so. I think we built... I think you were part of part of that. Maybe. Okay, it was a long time yeah. ago, but yeah, this makes sense because yeah. it's tied to a room, so you could have multiple rooms that are like exactly. design stand-up and developer stand-up. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I hadn't so thought about that either. That's another branch that uh, yeah, exactly. fun. And then you have to figure out where that day is. It's like, mm -hmm. So if the person's, 
if the stand-up has already finished for that day. So the use case is a, a person's on vacation for tomorrow or they're mm-hmm. going to be out of the office when the stand-up is scheduled. So they want to say, start a stand-up for tomorrow uh, or start a stand-up, right? And, they, and Tetsu will know, okay, well, today's stand-up is done. You already went. Uh, so the, it, you know, it'll ask him, Hey, is this for tomorrow for X channel? Right. Mm-hmm. And so another use case may be start a up, and they may have not gone today, but the standup's going on. And so Tetsu can say, Hey, is this for today or for tomorrow? You know, so there's, a, there's a lot of use cases where once a person starts a up, Tetsu has to figure out where yeah, who that standup that makes sense. is for. So. That's my goal for for the next two weeks. It's kind of ambitious to get that done and this. Mm-hmm. Um, figure you know, considering this is kind of a on top of the work that I already do during the day. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. That's uh, that's my goal, though. Cool. Sounds good. How was uh, how was your last two weeks, man? Uh, it's kind of brutal, I guess. Not super productive is the best way that I can put it. So and, what was uh what was standing in your way? Yeah, well, I mean, so let's go back and look at like what I was gonna do over these two weeks. I wanted to get uh, ahead on my video making for um, Coder Journey, which I have the scripts and stuff all done for, but I haven't done the recording for. And I can actually, I think I'll be three weeks ahead, something like that. So I'll have a good like backlog, so I can work on other things. And then the other portion was I wanted to get a landing page up for my paid for Docker course that I want to launch here shortly. And that just didn't happen. So, um, yeah, just suffering from a little bit of burnout right now. Pretty, pretty oh. bad, actually. So oh, I got to talk about that, too. Yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about burnout real quick, because okay. I also suffered from that. Like two days this week, I literally did nothing. Um, I would go to my computer and say, oh, I should probably check email. And then I would check email and that would be done. And then I would like listen to a podcast or something. And then I would like, okay, I should probably start working and then go to my computer and say, I should really get rid of all these tabs I have open in Chrome. And like I, that happened like two days and it's the worst because you feel so guilty about like not working. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, you, sh- you know, you should probably take some time off. And then I don't know, it's like a vicious circle that I've been suffering with as well. So. Yeah. And it's tough because you're doing multiple things, right? It's like you have your day job uh, portion, right? So where you're like, I'm actively making money. So in my case, that's my job job, new Mm -hmm. uh, consulting. So those like you're like, I have to dedicate time to this. Otherwise, no money's rolling in. Um, And then, you know, Tatsu and Coder Journey, those are like the they're instantly put on the back burner. If you're in a situation where it's like I'm super burnout, like I can't I can't not go to work. But I can not work as actively on uh, my extra stuff. So that, like, kills me a little bit when I run into that situation. It's, it's horrible, man. I don't – I wish um, – yeah, we should talk about that sometime in a, in a separate episode because um, I, I run into this often lately towards the end of this couple, last couple of months. And mm-hmm. I just need to get <laughs> – I just need to find out. Uh, some some tips on how I can can solve this issue, and it, like by Wednesday I was like, man, I like I actually looked forward to working and doing it. So I don't know. It's just it's just a vicious cycle sometimes. Yeah, mine mine was a little weird because I don't know that it's necessarily spurned by the fact that like I'm working too much or anything like that. Because I'm very active about um, 
there's at least one day a week that I do literally no work. Like I won't program, I won't work on work stuff, I won't work on coder journey stuff. Like I schedule my time effectively for that. Um, is that on the weekends? Like what? Is uh, that day? It, normally it would be like a Saturday. It's Saturday or mm-hmm. Sunday is kind of my thing. It kind of depends on what I have to do. If I have a lot mm-hmm. to do uh, work-wise um, and I can get a lot of coder journey stuff done, then I'll usually dedicate my Saturday as a coder journey day. And then Sunday I just won't work. And I mean, this goes with like my, it's like a religious thing, honestly, but, um, it's good just for your health anyway, to like rest, rest is good. So that's why I've done, put in a lot of effort recently to make sure that I can adjust my schedule accordingly to give myself that as an opportunity. So, yeah, I, yeah, I should do that. I, I, I literally don't work like this last two months. I haven't worked on the weekends. And, but the problem is I always feel guilty. (laughs) Like, I'm like, oh, I should be working or, you know, hey, maybe I have these few hours free when I'm not doing stuff with my family, I should go work. And then I don't, and then I feel guilty. And I think that's, that kind of wears down on your, uh, on your energy a bit that, that, that bleeds into like the rest of the week. So, Mm -hmm. so I I should try that. Just like, even if I have work and I want to work. I just got to like, you know, not work. Yeah. I mean, if you, I think if you kind of acknowledge the fact that like, this is for my own mental stability, like I'm not working right now for the sake of being a little bit healthier in that sense, then it kind of works out. And then me, obviously I don't have a family really. Like I have a wife and we Mm -hmm. go and we do stuff, but I, so I work like six days a week, you know, effectively, and then take one day off and I don't work, you know, that full sixth day or whatever, but that works out pretty nicely for me and keeps me pretty well unbalanced. But the burnout like this time around, I don't actually think was really related to like overworking. Uh, and a little bit this is going to sound really weird. It's actually because I had grand jury duty on Monday mm. and uh, the case, one of the cases in there was just really, really messed up. And it left me in like a really weird emotional state for the rest of the week that I think I'm finally over now. I think I'm back to normal, but um, it made it really hard to, to do things and just in general it was pretty rough so was it one day like was it a one day case uh yeah so there's a difference between jury like pettit jury duty which is what everybody calls jury duty and grand jury duty which is where you look at the cases that uh come through the prosecutor for felonies and you say whether or not these should go to trial mm. So uh, the way that my county does grand jury duty is that you have to do it for four months uh once a month so this is my last one and yeah so there it's multiple cases presented to you each day that you're selected that sounds fun i mean i can i get the emotional thing but yeah well so normally there's like almost no emotional uh impact because it's like some dude got busted with marijuana and admitted that he had marijuana like so it, you know it was just it's it has to go to a grand jury because it's a felony um this one was a murder charge and that one makes it a little bit i don't know it's the first time i had to see like crime scene photos and stuff like that and it was just not good i uh real real quick while we digress into into crimes and juries my when i was selected the one time i was selected for for jury duty was like it was really really cool um not cool for the victims obviously uh, we, we eventually found them guilty and everything, but yeah, we got to look at, it was basically an assault charge, but this guy got beat the hell up. Like it, 
we looked at crime scene photos. There's like blood everywhere. We've got DNA experts. We got um, a surveillance video from a from a convenience store. It was like a real like like cool. It was like a three day trial too, four day trial. So um, I actually loved my jury my jury duty because the other thing that we got a judge that's like one of only seven judges in the in the country that allows this but you can ask as a jury you can write down after somebody testifies you can write down questions give them to the judge the judge will bring in both the defense and the prosecutor and see if they can ask those questions and then you can then they will ask that question to the witness oh wow Uh, yeah so it's pretty cool because you actually got to participate in kind of figuring out um evidence and things like that so it was pretty cool yeah, this one was, yeah, I don't know. It left me a little messed up, though, so. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, not, not, uh, I think I'm good now, though. I'm, I'm good. I'm feeling pretty good about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I need to, uh, yeah. going into this next week's going to be a little weird anyway. Just Kendra's going to be super busy, so I have to, like, pick up some the slack around the house just because she's doing some volunteer stuff. And then, um, but that'll, I'll, I'll have time where there won't be very many people at home. So that's good for me to like record. So I'm going to, uh, planning on recording the backlog of screencasts that I have and making sure all those things are buttoned up. And then I will also have that extra time. So once I'm done with recording, I, I can actually sit down and devote a lot of non, um, non-interrupted time into my Docker course and getting up a landing page. And I'm probably, oh, man. I suck at design. Have we ever, <laughs> I think we've talked about yeah. this before, but this is always my bottleneck is I'm always like, Oh, I got to do this. And then, and I'm also, you know, a total cheapskate. So I haven't paid for it. Cause I'm like, it's just a landing page. I can just, I can do this. It'll be fine. So we'll, we'll see what I come up with that. Um, uh, but yeah, I think so basically I, my, Oh, go ahead. I would. Uh, so yeah, I, I suck at design too. I suck at, um, I suck at, I can see things in my head, but I can't make them in Photoshop type of, design Mm -hmm. i know how things but if you look at the the apps and the sites today uh you don't really need much design work like if you look at the thing that we're looking at right now for tricast ruiz tricast yeah there it's very simple design it's nothing that you couldn't do um or i couldn't do i don't think yeah that's true and i think if 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 you look at your your um your uh, page that way just you know concentrate on the copy and concentrate on you know choosing good fonts and spacing that i think is doable and that's that's kind of how i attack design nowadays did you ever read a uh, bootstrapping design uh no no but i do have the book i have not read it though yeah so that book's pretty good for like i just needed to understand how to design these things and he that book's good because he's like okay you're a dude by yourself and you need to get this thing done but you're not really a designer let me walk you through this and then he's like eventually hire somebody to do this better so yeah it was a it's a good book just to kind of put you in your place i'm like you know what you can do this but uh you know you're not going to be the best at it you can still get it done in a good way though Mm -hmm. so yeah um i'm not super worried about it though but it's always one of those things that inevitably takes longer than it should take just because i'm always second guessing myself and that's just like a personality quirk of mine is that i'm always always uh thinking i'm doing the wrong thing so yeah but users let your users determine yeah let them figure it out so i should have those two things that i was gonna have done for this uh meeting done by the next time we record but i feel pretty good about it this time around even though it is the holidays, so let's see if I'm totally wrong about that. 
So why do you think you're going to have extra time? If, if you have more work around the house to do since. Um, well, so a little bit of it is some of the things are like blocked by um, just people, right? So it's I feel kind of bad sometimes if I'm working and there's like mm -hmm. uh, Levi or Kendra around the house and doing stuff. And, you know, if I record, I have to be like, guys, be quiet. Shh. Yeah. So <laughs> that uh, that's one of those sort of annoying things of just having a really tiny apartment. Um, so if I can get those out of the way, I'll feel uh, pretty good about it. And then, but she's, Kendra is legitimately going to be gone the entire week for, um, gotcha, she gotcha. Oh, so she's on the board of directors for a ballet studio. Um, and they have a, they perform the nutcracker. And so they have their, uh, rehearsals every single night, basically this week. And then they have performances on the weekend and stuff like that. So I'll have my Saturday will basically be all mine and she'll, she'll be gone that whole day. So I'll dedicate that as a day to work. And that'll, mm -hmm. I mean, just that day by itself should be enough for me to get all my Docker stuff done. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. cool. So we'll talk in two weeks and um, we'll see what uh, we accomplished, man. Sounds good. Talk to you then. Good luck on Tatsu. Good luck to you, man. And Cody. Man.